0: Spirituality creates influence in the church, but success gives you greater influence in the marketplace. And make no mistake about it, the marketplace is the primary concern for the expansion of the kingdom. Welcome to 83K Nation. Dr. Keith Johnson here, your Christian success strategist. This show is all about empowering you with the strategies, skills, tactics, and tools to help you reach your next personal, professional, and financial summits to increase your influence, impact, and income fast. Now, when you get obsessed with targets, here's what's going to happen. It's instantly going to reveal wrong people in your life. When you set these targets, it's going to create a lot of energy. It's going to create momentum in your life, and you're going to be attacked. People are going to tell you you're working too hard. People are going to tell you to slow down. People are going to tell you to take it easy. You're going to get all of these attacks as soon as you set these kind of goals. But you have to have blinders on and you have to stay focused. Because, see, these are all lies from people who have given up on their dreams. And they want you to give up on your dreams. Welcome to the 83K Nation show. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We're in a series entitled the three F's to climbing your 83K financial mountain. And the first F we talked about was face it. Hey, you can't climb a mountain that you don't face. And one of the things you've got to face the fact of is that you are a spiritual being in an economic world, that's right, that works by money. So saying things like money isn't important to me is detrimental to being able to function on this planet. Remember, whatever's not important to you will leave your life. The second F we talked about was faith it. And I taught you how God used faith to take nothing and to make it something. And we looked at creation, how before God created the universe, it was a picture, it was a thought in the mind of God. It had to be. There's no way. Because if you think about it, if the earth was just a couple miles closer. To the sun, we would burn to death. If the earth was a couple miles further away from the sun, we would freeze to death. Oh, you see, God had a picture of the entire universe inside of him before he said, let there be. And so when we look at the creation story, we see God had a picture Then God said, let there be. He gave permission to that which he saw on the inside to manifest on the outside. And then he said what he wanted, light. And then we know once he said it, that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth to work to make it happen. And then God saw it. So God saw it. Then God gave permission. Then God said it. And then the work was done and God saw it. It's the same thing for you in hitting your 83K targets. Now I want to talk to you about the third F. I'm so excited about this one. It's called focus. Oh, man. Before we dive deep down into this one, I want you to do me a favor. Subscribe, share, like comment. And please, if you're watching by uh, YouTube, hey, leave us a comment down below and a review. And especially those of you who are listening on one of our podcast platforms, your reviews mean so much on our podcast. So thank you so much for helping us get the word out. So let's talk about this focus on it i never forget when I was $180,000 in credit card debt. God brought a financial deliverer in my life, a mentor. And he asked me, he says, hey, he said, uh, what are you doing to get out of that $180,000 of credit card debt? And I told him, I said, oh, brother, he says, I said, I'm focusing On smashing that debt I have declared war on debt man. I'm doing everything I know to do To get out of debt. I'm focused on it He said really he said, how is that working for you? I said, well, it's (laughs) Actually not going very good. I'm getting in more and more and more debt And he said this to me he said have you ever heard of the law of concentration I said no He said, the law of concentration said, what you look at the longest expands. I thought, wow. I was concentrating on debt. And guess what happened to me? (laughs) My debt was expanding. And I was making absolutely zero progress. He said, Keith. Debt is not your problem. I'm like, what are you talking about? I almost got offended because in our Christian circles, that's all I heard. Man, debt is the worst thing you could ever be into. You know, get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. He said, Keith, that's a wrong focus. He said, what you need to do is focus on increasing your income. I'm like what he said yeah then the law of concentration will work for you you focus on increasing your income and guess what what you focus on will expand your income will expand he said keith you know i'm rich i said yes yes sir he said what if i decided to write you out a ten thousand dollar check every single month and i said well i said my debt problem would be solved he said that's right he said but what did I really do he said I increased your income he said so the solution to your problem Keith is for you to increase your income focus on that And then as you focus on your income, you can squash the debt. I was like, wow, that totally, totally blew me away. And here's what you need to understand. When you pray to God and ask God for help in your finances, God will send you a financial deliverer. Now that financial deliverer, is not caught up in so much changing your life as he is, or she is, in changing your focus. That man didn't change my life, he changed my focus. Instead of focusing on debt and getting in more debt, I focused on income and I squashed my debt by increasing significantly my income wow now there's examples of this all throughout the bible one of the stories i absolutely love is the story of elijah and the widow man there's so much to learn in this story i'm just going to read it to you and uh give you a few comments okay let's dive into the second kings 4 verse 1 it says a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet Cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditors are coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing. Wow. In the house, but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, Then pour it, the oil, into all of those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel, so the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Wow. When we look at this story, we find a woman, right? And where is her focus when she meets Elijah? She's focused on the past. She instantly tells Elijah, Hey, my husband died. She's caught up in what happened in yesterday. She starts talking about, "Ah, I'm in so much debt, right? The creditors are coming. They're going to take my kids. It's all over. You see, this lady is in a really negative state, man. She's so negative, she touched a battery, it'd go dead. (laughs) And and then he tries to shift her focus. Hey, what's in your house? Oh, man, I don't have nothing in my house but this little jar of oil. So think about her focus. She's focused on her past. She was focused on debt. She was focused on lack. And what did Elijah? Elijah was a financial deliverer for her. What did he do? He shifted her focus. He tried to get her mind off the negative and get her mind on what she did have. Wow. And what did he do for her? Basically, Elijah... Got her mind off the negative and got her mind on building a business. Building an oil business that could generate what? Income. Ha ha. He did the same thing my mentor did for me. Debt wasn't her problem. What was her problem? Income. She needed to start a business. Wow. And that's what some of you need to do too. You need to find another way to generate money. Now, it's interesting. Elijah didn't change her life. He didn't say, come here, let me pray for you. And I'm going to pray for you. You're, and all of a sudden, your life's just going to change, miraculously. He didn't change her life. He changed her focus. Wow, that's so powerful. And see... It's the same way with you. I am here to help you change your focus. Now, it's interesting, isn't it, that he told her something that we don't hear today. He told her to go and borrow. Now, some Christian gurus out there will tell you that debt is the most evil thing on the planet. But what you need to realize is there is both good debt and bad debt. Bad debt is debt you go into for things that are just stupid. You going into debt for buying groceries, going into debt to buy hairdos, going into debt to buy things that don't generate revenue for you. That's bad debt. Anything that you use a credit card debt card for. Clothes, vacations, whatever. That's bad debt. But Elijah encouraged her to go into good debt. Go borrow as much as you possibly can to start this oil business. And see, she was limited by her own ability to be able To keep asking for more. The oil was still there to keep flowing. But she didn't borrow enough. She was thinking too small. Well, she's Mr. Negative, right? (laughs) And so I, I want you to understand this. Her solution. Was to go start a business. Start making money. Generating money. And. The prophet said, now, hey, now go sell. Wow. Go sell it, make a profit, and then take that profit, pay off your debt, and you and your sons live off the business. Amazing story right there. We also see it in Jesus' life, right? He runs into Peter. Peter has a business Called a fishing business. He was out. He was fishing all night long. And he caught nothing. He had empty nets. Empty boats. He was frustrated. He was down in the dumps. But Jesus was also a financial deliverer. In that day, fish equaled income. It equaled a lot of money. Jesus changed his focus. And he says, hey, get back out there. Stop crying and whining that you got no results. Get back out there. Launch out in the deep. Cast your nets, nets on the other side. And then they produced a great harvest. So we see this in Luke 5.5 5, that Jesus became Peter's financial deliverer. We also see it with Joshua and Caleb, right? Hey, go in to the promised land. Check it out. I'm going to send 12 in. Two people come back. And where's their focus? On the grapes. Man, look at these grapes. The other 10, where was their focus? Their focus was on the giants. So one party was focused on giant grapes, a land flowing with milk and honey. And the other one focused on the negative. Why? Because Joshua and Caleb were financial deliverers. They were trying to change the focus of the people. Because your focus determines your direction in life. You see it also with Pharaoh. Remember? Pharaoh tells, tells Moses, Hey, you could go out. Go. And, you know, Pharaoh's like, let my people go. He said, finally, Pharaoh says, uh, all these plagues happen. Pharaoh finally says, okay, go out. Go worship your God. But, but leave all your flocks. Leave all your money. Leave, leave, leave everything here, but go out and worship God. But Moses didn't let his focus go. He says, no, we're taking the money and the goods with us. Why? Because Moses was a financial deliverer. And deliverers understand the power of focus. Are you an aspiring Christian author, speaker, or coach? Then I've got something just for you. I'm opening up a few spaces in my private mentoring program, 83K Academy. In less than six weeks, I will take you through a step-by-step process to launch your expert business completely from scratch. You will get a brain dump of my 25 years in this business from launching a multi-million dollar brand, writing a bestseller, traveling the globe as a paid speaker, and even consulting billionaire entrepreneurs and ceos this is truly an opportunity of a lifetime to have me personally mentor you to discover your one word as we build your multi-million dollar expert business together to apply for one of the few remaining spots in the program head over to 83kacademy.com and submit your application to qualify now Godspeed, my friend. You see, my friend, you've got to be obsessed with making 83K at whatever level that you're going to start at. And that's why we call them 83K mountains. And I want to show this to you. And all of you are in different levels, right? And so we paint a picture of a mountain. Because you're down on the bottom of one of these mountains. And you're looking up and there's a flag at the top. And you want to go get the flag. And so a mountain represents a journey that you got to go on. That you got to climb. And every mountain... Requires you to grow as a person, to grow on the inside, to build more skills, to build more wisdom, to get to the next flag. And the first flag is 83K a year. Maybe some of you out there, you're only making 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. Your goal is to get to 83K in a year. Some of you out there, you need to set a goal to make 83K extra a year. That needs to be your first goal. And then once you hit that 83K a year mark, your next goal is 83K a month. You take 83K a month times 12 is $1 million a year. And I've been teaching you how if you really are serious about building wealth and leaving an inheritance to your children's children, you need to be making at least $400,000 a year to be able to build real wealth for the future. So 83K a year, 83K a month, 83K a week. And then when you hit that summit, 83K in a single day. And you see, I'm talking about focusing on it. I'm talking about you set your sights on this tar- target, this financial target for your life. Now, you set a target for your spiritual life, right? You're a your spiritual being. Seek first the kingdom. Very important. But then also you've got to set these financial targets. You've got to climb your financial mountains. And hit these targets. And so when I talk about focus, when you look at these, you've got to know the numbers. So let's take like 83K per year. 83 K per year. What What do I got to do to make $83,000 a year? I got to make $6,917. What do I got to do if I want to make 83 K extra a year? I got to figure out how every month I can make an extra, basically $6,900. Then I got to, I got a weekly. I got, okay. That means I gotta do $1,729 a week. What do I gotta do a day? That means every day I gotta do $247 a day. Now, this is focus. And every day you have a note card and you're focusing on this. Then we go to $83K a month. Well, what do I gotta do to make $83,000 a month? You need to know the numbers. Well, I got to do $19,230 a week. I got to do $2,739 a day. And if I do that, I'll make $1 million in a year. Now, some of you, that's going to say, wow, that's a lot. That's where you got to face it. We're facing the numbers and now you got to faith it. Right? You got to see a picture of it. You got to have these outrageous targets to aim at. That's life changing. You should go back and listen to the second F if you didn't hear that one. Then 83K a week. That's $11,000. $11,857, excuse me, a day. It's 1,482 an hour. And when you make 83K a week, you'll bring in 4.3 million. Finally, 83K a day. One day, 83,000. What do I got to do an hour? $10,375 per hour to hit my my 83K daily target. If I do that, I'll make $29.2 million. This is what I'm talking about. Focus. Focus. When I was in college, we studied hydraulics. And when you see those big bulldozers out moving several tons of dirt, huge trees. And you look at the power behind those bulldozers you begin to learn how hydraulics work. And what they do is they create what they call orifices. They take fluid down through a tube and then they focus an orifice and make it really small because when you put pressure behind the fluid, you put it into an orifice on the other side You have multiplied power for breakthrough on the other side. That's what we're talking about when you start setting financial targets and getting obsessed with this. Now, when you get obsessed with targets, here's what's going to happen. It's instantly going to reveal wrong people in your life. When you set these uh, targets, it's going to create a lot of energy. It's going to create momentum in your life and and you're going to be attacked. People are going to tell you you're working too hard. People are going to tell you to slow down. People are going to tell you to take it easy. You're going to get all of these attacks as soon as you set these kind of goals. But you have to have blinders on and you have to stay focused because see, these are all lies from people. Who have given up on their dreams. And they want you to give up on your dream. Now focus demands eliminating distractions. Every great man of God and woman of God failed because of distractions. One of the biggest distractions we have today is the cell phone. Most people today right now are spending two hours of their day scrolling on cell phones. We got a distraction of people. We got lazy people who are going to try to distract you to come be lazy with them. You got entertainment distractions. You got people, you know, watching sports games four or five hours at a time. Playing video games. You know what? Church can even be a distraction. I know some people who are in church almost every single night. If you're a pastor, that's great. If you're a businessman, that's not so great. I can guarantee you, your business is not thriving if you're in church 24 7. Too much church. And the problem is, most of us don't realize when we're in the marketplace, we are doing church. (laughs) We're in the kingdom when we're in the marketplace. Other distractions are other people's crisis. Listen, my friend, another person's crisis does not have to be your crisis. You need to stay focused on what you're doing. Now, let me help you. If you're interested in getting three more months out of your year, I want you to post. Yes, down below. Come on. Are you interested in getting three more months of productivity out of your year? Okay. Here's what I'm going to help you with. Start right here with this cell phone, two hours a day of scrolling. I want you to think about this two hours a day of scrolling on social media. We times that by a year and you get 730 hours, 730 hours. Divide that by eight and you got 91 days. That's three months. Some of you, when you look at it in a year's time, you are wasting three months of your year. And you're sitting there going, I don't know why I can't get anything done. I I, I look at some speakers, authors, and coaches who who I've trained. I'm like, what are you doing? It's, It's been a year. And you've hardly done anything. Why? They wasted three, three months. And then some people are two hours a day on, on television now. Well, think about it. If you're two hours scrolling, you're two hours on television. Now, in a year, you just lost six months of time. Why? Distractions. Some of you need to get your focus back. Some of you need to realize... This is stopping your prosperity. This is stopping you from hitting your goals. And this is also causing you to be more judgmental because the more you look at pictures over and over and over again, you start judging more and more. You don't understand. But many of you, when you see a picture, you judge, you judge, you judge, you judge. That's why the world is so much more judgmental now. Think about that. See, I want you to double down on what is going to work for you. I want you to start asking yourself the question, what are the five things I need to do that produces results in my life, that generates money to help me hit some of these financial targets, whatever they are. What are the five things I need to do? And you focus on it for two hours every day. Because two hours of uninterrupted time is just like producing eight hours of work with disruptions all day long. I want you to double down on what's working. Focus on what's working and watch how everything begins to change in your life. And I want you to do something. I want you to lock into this for six months because six months of focused work will produce five to six years of productivity. Oh my goodness. Give it six months. Give it everything you got. That six months will create such a momentum and such power for you that you will break through and you're going to need it to get the breakthroughs, to get the results that you're looking for. Hey, if you're enjoying this, again, share, like, post. Comment, review. Do us a favor. Help us spread this. This is some really good stuff. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. We know that the scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Wow. Jesus had razor-sharp focus. His focus was on the reward of setting at the right hand of God. And that razor-sharp focus fo- forced him to go through whatever he had to go through to achieve the rewards that he wanted in life. And it's the same for you. You've got to get more focused in the season of your life Some of you need to stop focusing on all the warnings of God, like I shared. And you need to start focusing on the promises of God. To give you faith. To give you energy. To go through what you got to go through. To produce what you need to produce. And I want you to be careful. Don't fall for those who preach an illusion of falling from grace in order to achieve financial dreams. Why? Because for every person who got wealthy by pursuing their dreams, you can find 10 more people who stopped following God because they went broke. Their lives were messed up and they gave up on God. Everybody wants to point out the people who strayed just because they set some really huge goals. But few want to point out how many people who give up and quit on God because the money thing doesn't work for them. Because they're not seeing the results. Don't let that be you. Remember, I always jokingly say, that the root of all evil is a lack of money. When you lack money f- to pay for your kids to go to a quality school, that's evil. When you lack money to buy your wife flowers, that's evil. When you lack money to be able to give to your church for the expansion of a building fund, that's evil. When the church lacks money, that's evil really evil when you can't pay your bills because you don't have money that's evil my friend without money it's impossible to complete your divine destiny and you'll die with the dream in your heart if you don't get this money thing solved So aim. Aim at one of your 83K mountains. Set a goal today that I'm going to focus. Post down below which 83 goal you're going to commit to. Watch and see what will happen. Remember, change your focus. Change your life. Elijah changed that widow lady's focus. She was focused on the negative. She was running a bad story in her head over and over and over. My husband's dead. We're in debt. We're going to die. It's all over. That was her story, her failure story. She was running in her head. Change your focus. You change that story. Go start a business that produces, generates money, pay off that debt and live off it an abundant life. I'm Dr. Keith Johnson. Until next time, Godspeed, my friend.